welcome once again to Triple Seven's Horror Review, where I review a horror movie that you may or may not have seen. So, mini backstory. Um, when Triple Seven was a younger person, um, he wanted to go see this movie called Tales from the Hood. Uh, it seemed different. It was like a really, really different movie. Um, because you really didn't see that many, like, black movies. That was, like, scary movies. Um, I mean, you had Candyman. You had Death by Temptation. Uh, you had Blackula. But, um, you know, in the mid-90s, Tales from the Hood was unique. Well, at least to me. So, my cousin was going to go see it. He was an older dude. And he took me and his, well, my other cousin. I think his, like, daughter or son. One of us. Or one of them. Um, anyway, so we caught the late night show. And yeah, so when I left that movie theater, I was shook. Just like really, really, really shook. And going through these stories from this movie, um, I'll go ahead and explain why. So, Tales from the Hood is an anthology movie. It has four short stories and its main little plot. Um, so, let us begin. Uh, so the movie starts off with three dudes and they're going to pick up, pick up some drugs from a funeral home or what's called the shit. So inside they meet the mortician and the mortician's like, Hey, what's up guys? And three dudes like, Hey, give us a shit. And mortician's like, all right, but let's go around the funeral home first. So as they take a little stroll, um, they come across a body. And Mortician's like, oh, hey, I bet you're wondering what happened with this body. Well, let me tell you. And then they go into the story. So, first story. Uh, it's a rookie cop and his partner. And they come to assist, like, these two other cops. And the two other cops is arresting this guy. And the guy was, like, a freedom fighter? I want to say freedom fighter, but he may not have been. But his whole angle was to clean up the streets for cor corrupted cops. Um, but the three guys, minus the rookie, because they told the rookie, like, hey, go ahead and check the plates, or we're going to go ahead and get him to a safe place. Um, but the three cops beat the guy to death. Well, not really to death, but they beat him senseless, pretty much. And then they drugged him, and they planted drugs in his car, and tossed the car in the river. Now, doing that, it tarnished his name. You know, you have this guy who was like, hey, let's go ahead and get these, um, corrupted cops off the street where it's showing that hey he did drugs he overdosed and he died so his name was tarnished um rookie cop's name is clarence and at this point he was unemployed and he started hearing voices in the head and q randy orton but he started hearing voices in his head saying hey bring him to me um and it was the freedom fighter like hey you know bring them cops to my grave or to me so, of course, Clarence was like, all right, cool, I'll do that. And he gathered the cops up, took him to the grave, and cops was like, all right, you know, you brought us here, and what we're going to go ahead and do is piss on this guy's grave. After we do that, you know, we're going to kill you. They didn't tell him that, of course, so that was the plan. So, as one of the cops is, you know, taking a leak on the grave, he happens, or the um, freedom fighter, I forgot his name, um, Martin Morehouse, that was his name. So Martin, he came out and grabbed one of the cops and killed him in a very unique fashion. So 
after he killed one of the cops, he started pursuing the other two cops. And, of course, he eventually kills both cops. And Clarence is like, hey, dog, you know, I did what you wanted me to do. And Martin's like, nah, dude, you know, you should have been there for me. And you weren't, so beat it. And then he ended up in um, a mental institution. And he pretty much had to pay for um, the deaths of the three cops. So, yeah, that's story number one. Um, as far as that goes, I mean, it's messed up because of the fact that you do see, especially now, um, a lot of cops, you know, beat up black dudes or black men. Um, and to kind of rewatch that is, it was just messed up. Like, man, and even not even tell us from the hood, like you can even go back to like your Rodney Kings and your like Detroit's and your other movies like that. Um, some of the riots and it's just, it's messed up, you know? how history is but this is a movie so moving on um so then you know the mortician's like hey you know that was that story let's go ahead and move along to the next story and for whatever reason the other guys are like okay let's go with the other story so next story is like this kid this kid what was his name walter or something like that and it's about him having nightmares about this little monster and you know he goes to school and he has all these like uh, marks on his face teacher because it's first day in school teacher's like hey you know what's going on why do you have these marks and he's like man look there's some stuff going on at home but no biggie so and then the little boy walter gets beat up by bullies or by a bully and i'm like dude this kid can't catch a break so you know, he goes back home, gets beat at home, goes back to school, tells the teacher, like, look, doc, it's a monster at my house. You know, you need to come do something about it or you don't need to come do nothing about it. You can't do nothing about it because the monster's like, hey, nobody's going to believe me. So, and here you are, teacher, not believing me. Although, the little boy could have been like, hey, doc, somebody at home is beating me. You know, I need help. But, you know, no, yeah. I guess it just doesn't work like that. Um, anyway, so teacher ends up, you know, saying, hey, I am going to go to your house and I'm going to go ahead and talk to your mom and see what's up. So he goes and talks to the mom and the mom is like, hey, you know, what's up, teacher? Um, you, you can stay here. You can probably sleep in my room. Hey, it's trying to get fresh with the teacher. Teacher like, no, I do. I just need to know why your son getting beat. And the mom's like, well, you know, he's just falling down some stairs. And then he's like, no, nah, he's saying something about a monster. And then the mom calls the little boy. The little boy like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, it won't happen again. Goes to his room. And then the stepdad comes home or the boyfriend whatever. And he was like, you know, what's going on? And the teacher's like, hey, man, it's, this little boy is saying something about a monster. You know, I don't know what's going on, but... He's like, oh, all right, I'll handle it. And then it turns out the stepdad was the monster because the stepdad was beating the mom. Stepdad was beating the little boy. The teacher left, heard the mom getting beat, goes back to the house, and he gets beat up. So the little boy picked up this talent where whatever he draws, he can destroy it, and it'll destroy the actual thing that he's drawing. So in this case, he drew the monster. And then he started like folding it and balling it up and stuff, and it affected the actual monster. So he ended up balling him up, 
bought up a little piece of paper, and the monster bought up until like this little ball, and then he set him on fire, and then cut back to the mortician, and mortician's like, yeah, there's his body right there, and they just showed the skeleton that was just kind of like smushed together. So yeah, that's that story. My takeaway from that. That was hilarious. That was easily the funniest um, story in this movie because David Allen Greer was freaking hilarious. Um, but no, the little boy could have just said, hey, my stepdad's beat me, so I don't want to go home. And then the mom was allowing this too, but I know there are cer- certain situations where it's really touchy and you know the parent and the kid feels trapped in their home when they have an abusive husband or abusive spouse. I get it. It's unfortunate, but for movie purposes, the little boy shouldn't have been saying, hey, it's a monster beating me. He should be like, hey, it's this dude beating me. Ah, moving on. So next story, they, well, the back to the mortician. Mortician's like, hey, um, I, you know, this next story is about a doll. And the three dudes are like, you know, what the hell? What, dolls? What? So they're cutting to the story, um, and it's about a racist politician who is running for governor, and he ended up buying a plantation that, I guess, housed like a lot of dead slaves, and the people in that town didn't want anyone living there because of the fact that they just wanted the souls in that house to rest, and the politician like, no, nah, dude, we're not gonna let it rest. I'm here because I need to make a statement. And this is a wonderful foothold for me. And by staying here, I'm gonna go ahead and get support by the people. And I'm gonna hopefully get support by the minorities. Um, so, backstory to that though, is apparently the slaves, um, like right after the Civil War, were free. And the owner that was there was like, no, I'm not letting none of y'all go. And he killed them all. And he just slaughtered everyone. So all the souls are trapped in the house until this older woman moved in. When she moved in, she put all the souls that were in the house and, well, she implanted them into dolls and kind of used the dolls as vessels to harvest the souls or just house the souls. So, and they were chilling. They were cool and then old boy bought the house and was like nah you know this is my house now so and i guess it caused um a disruption in the house so anyway the campaign manager and the um soon be governor were filming around the house he was trying to kind of prep up for when they're getting interviewed or when he's getting interviewed on what to say um so and they're on the top floor and the campaign manager ends up falling down the stairs and breaking his neck. Um, they go to the funeral, and politicians like, or the governor, soon to be governor, forgot what his name, Duke. Duke was his name. I'm remembering these names as I'm going on rambling. But Duke um, went to the funeral, and as he was going, as he was leaving from the funeral, he happened to see a doll in his car, and he tossed the doll out the window. And went home to review the tape. Now, as he was reviewing the tape, he happened to see that a doll tripped the campaign manager and caused him to break his neck. So at that point, the doll ran home, you know, because he threw him out the window. 
as he was driving home. So at that point, the dog knocked on the door, <laughs> ran in the house, and yeah, from there on out, it became Duke versus the doll. Um, the doll was swinging from a chandelier, start biting his face. Duke grabbed him, put him up on a dartboard, and shot him with a shotgun. He beat him with a broom. And yeah. So from there, um, Duke was like mad. He was frustrated because, you know, it's a doll trying to kill him. So he took the flagpole, and it was the mural of the lady and all the dolls that she put the souls into, um, well, all the little dolls. And he beat that mural with a flagpole, and the mural started bleeding. So then him and the doll had another scuffle, and then he locked himself in the room with the mural again. And then all the dolls disappeared from the mural. And then he turned around, and all the dolls was right there. I was like, yeah, it's time for you to go, dude. And then they proceeded to eat him. And the lady came out from the mural and she just started watching him rocking back and forth in the chair. So, remember that part where I said I couldn't sleep when I first seen this movie? Well, it was because of this. Now, I loved, when I was a kid, I loved doll movies, but I was terrified of them. Terrified. I'd watch Puppet Master. I'd be scared of that. I'd watch... Um, trilogy of terror and a little voodoo doll that was on there the zulu doll scared of that dolls dolls the movie like just just terrified me um even listening to diamonds of pearls scared me because it sounded a lot like dolls when i was younger and i was scared of that song but anyway so when i went home i couldn't sleep i tried to go to sleep in the car could not sleep tried to go home could not sleep and the really messed up thing is, is at the time, my mom had some paper mache dolls. Now, if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. But she got them from Mexico. And there were some dolls that were about maybe 10 inches tall. Maybe. And they favored the dolls from Tales from the Hood. I was scared. And she had about a good 30 that was scattered around the house. Mm -mm. And now I was talking to them like, okay, hey guys, you know, please don't hurt me again. I was terrified. It took me a very long time to actually get over that too. Um, yeah, she even tried to put one in my room. I was like, nah, mm -mm. can't have that. And then my stepmom, she had a mural that looked like the mural from Tales from the Hood. So it was just no winning for me. And then it was in the basement, and then I had to sleep in the basement. Yeah. So, again, you can understand, hopefully you can understand why I was scared at a young age of that, that story. <sighs> so anyway, um, Mortician is going to the final story now. So one of the three um, gang members or whatever recognizes one of the coffins and the guy in the coffin. More so the guy in the coffin. And so guys, or the mortician's like, yeah, let me go ahead and tell you about this story. So he proceeds to tell this story. And it's about a guy, game banger. Uh, I think his name was da -da -da -da, Crazy K. That was his name. Um, and they show him automatically kill somebody. Like that was like his opening thing. So 
the moment he kills somebody, he tries to run away, but three guys end up killing him, or at least shooting him. And then the cops come and shoot the three guys. So, K, or K, um, ends up going to jail. Um, while in jail, this lady, this doctor, comes up to him and says, Hey, you know, how would you like a shot to get out of prison? Um, all you got to do is just do this program, and then, you know, you'll be free. So, he volunteers. And then, what it is, is just a lot of mind games. So, one of the tests he went through, I don't know if it's really a test, but he was in a jail cell next to um, a guy, I guess he was in the clan, maybe? Um, a lot of these stories have a lot of racist scenarios. It's crazy. But, and he was telling them, like, hey, you know, um, I, I kill black people, and one day the whites going to take over. And when we do, we want to go ahead and make y'all slaves again, or at least the ones who are willing to serve us, we're going to make y'all slaves, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, that was just one of the instances. And leaving from there, she puts him through, oh, I forgot what the hell it was called. Uh, I want to say shock treatment, but it's not shock treatment. It's not hypnotherapy. But anyway, so he has to watch all these scenes of white people killing um, black people. So as far as people killing slaves, like the Klan killing slaves, um, slaves being hung, um, like shootouts from gang versus gangs. He's just watching all these black people die. So that's just another test, just to test his sanity. And then he ends up in his room, um, kind of like solitary, but it's just his mind wandering. And what he ends up seeing is all the people that he killed. And then it's more so him admitting his wrongs and for him, like the stage is set up for him to apologize, but he's just like, nah, dude, you know, this is about me, you know, everybody ruined me. My parents effed me up, my society effed me up. And it's society's fault, it's my parents' fault that I'm like this. And doctor's like, you know, you can change. And he's like, nah, dude, I'm not changing for anybody. So, you know, doctors like, dude, it's not too late. And he kind of got free and he was showing that it was no sign of change with him at all. Like if he was to escape, he would still be this killer. And the whole program is for him to pretty much go be straight. So, yeah, doctor was like, nah, you know, this is your only shot. You know, come on, you know, just trying to encourage him. He's like, nah, dude. So anyway, he wakes up back in the real world. And then the three guys who was going to kill him ended up killing him. And then that was the end of that story. So back in the mortuary or in a funeral home, um, three guys is like, huh, so you just told the story about stuff that just happened. Um, yeah, we're about to kill you. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, wait, let me go ahead and give you a shit or whatever. And then as they was proceeding to get the drugs that they needed, they saw three coffins and then they looked in the three coffins and then they seen the three dead bodies, which was their own. And yeah, they was terrified and it was like, you know, what the hell? Why are we here? And we're just like, yeah, about that. You kind of died and uh, um, you're in hell and I'm the devil. And that is it. So... They was all shocked and they couldn't believe it. And then, yeah, the funeral home turned into hell. 
and then all the souls started just like randomly appearing and then the mortician turned to the devil and the three people started suffering they started burning and that is it that was tales from the hood um a few things so in the cop scenario i was really 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 into mortal kombat at the time where this came out and the first cop how he died he got his heart ripped out which was a sign to kano and i was so excited like oh he took his heart out like mortal kombat and then the second death well when he shot the um one of the cops shot the car and he blew up or exploded i was like oh that's scorpion and then um he ripped another cop's head off and i was like oh that's sub-zero without the spinal cord so i was really 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 excited and then Mortal Kombat 1 came out like two months later, so I was kind of satisfied with that. Except there's no fatalities. Uh, I guess we want to count to Sonya. And Goro. Uh, moving on. So yeah, that was Sales in the Hood. Um, the cop one also had a lot of gore. So that was definitely the glorious. In current day, right now, as I watched it to review this, or to do this review, it was hilarious. Tales from the Hood is freaking hilarious. So, the cop one was funny. The dolls is hilarious. The one with the abusive stepfather. Although it's wrong, that was hilarious. So, uh, when I say it's a date movie, it's a fun, nostalgia movie. And if you've never seen it, you should go ahead and just give yourself a treat and watch it. It is dated, though. So some of the effects and some of the gore that, excuse me, some of the gore that you'll see, it's kind of off. And you can see a lot of green screen on a lot of the, um, especially the dolls, you can see a lot of green screens there. But it's still worth the watch. Um, I would give it. I see. I don't do point fives. I try not to do point fives, but I'll give this a four out of five. Uh, no, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Three out of five. See, that's hard because it's not bad enough to be a three, but it's not good enough to be a four. It's good enough to be a three point five though. You know what? This instance, I'm gonna say 3.5 out of 5. So, yeah, that's, oh man, they have a sequel to this. Like, uh, how can you have a sequel? I mean, you, I, I get having a sequel, but why would you make a sequel like 23 years later, you know? <sighs> Movies have a horrible habit of doing that. You're not to say that with Halloween. Well, whatever. So I guess that's what I'll do next. Um. That being said, you can go ahead and catch me on SoundCloud. Uh, just type in Horror Review if you want to go ahead and check out some of the backlog. Or you can go ahead and go to Facebook, type in Horror Review, and then this link should come up or my backlog should come up. Uh, that being said, if you have any suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, complaints, requests, then let me know. And with that being said, this is Triple Seven signing off.